Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. Because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 54, and it is titled Orgasms Unleashed with Al from IntimatePower.com. I'm kind of excited about this one because, you know, in, in the work that we do, you know, we, we talk to a lot of experts in the industry, we read a lot of books, we do a lot of research, and honestly, it's pretty rare that we come across somebody who we feel is on the same page as we are. A lot of the stuff we read, we're kind of like, yeah, okay, he's got some good points here. She's got some good points there. But I often feel like they're missing something. And, uh, you know, when we were going through the book, you know, you would get all excited, like, oh, I got to share this with you. And you would would explain it to me. And I'd be like, yeah, that's totally right on. So I think this is going to be a great interview. (laughs) Yes. And I was so excited. So I got the book and I was like, okay, this is going to be a great resource. And I could not stop reading it. I read it cover to cover and I highlighted a lot. And I was just like, I need to have Eyal on the show. So we made it happen. It's all magical. And if you've never heard of Eyal, let me just give you his bio. Eyal is a tantric life coach, author, and speaker recognized as an international authority on sexual and female orgasm. He helps holistic entrepreneurs to unleash their full potential in love, life, and this. Eyal's best-selling book, Orgasm Unleashed, Your Guide to Pleasure, Healing, and Power, was endorsed by leading female sexual, sexual educators and described by them as the best female orgasm book I've ever read and my pleasure Bible. And I can say that's true. I was like, this book is Awesome. And it's all the information that you need. So we're so excited to have Eyal here on the show. Welcome, Eyal. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. (laughs) All right. So let's just jump right in with the questions. And, you know, I kind of alluded to this in the intro, which is that uh, a lot of times I think that a lot of authors in this subject are kind of missing some important pieces. And what I was really curious about is you know, how you got to where you're at with um, your understanding and knowledge of sexuality. How did you come to be where you are now? Not through studying this in the university. That's, that's the first <laughs> so, um, so nearly everything I teach, not everything, you know, I, I aspire to, to be everything, but nearly everything I teach is some, some things that I experience with others or experience with myself, you know? So um, I was always interested in helping women and healing women. And um, um, I was reading books, but then I discovered this, this Tantra workshop and Tantric studies, and I made love a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And it wasn't just a numbers game, but I was really interested to connect with, to understand, to pleasure, to heal, um, and to make love, you know, to, to have sacred lovemaking with these women. And um, I was sharing healing with them. And then, and then after a few years of doing this, um, women start practice. Yeah, yeah, and I'm saying this because you know some people uh, do a weekend workshop and think that they're healers. You know, so, um, after years of doing this, women started telling me you should offer this as a as a paid service to others. And obviously, I was like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. that 
and then somebody told me, already doing this, so just acknowledge it and do it. And then um, I started offering sessions and then workshops and published a book and, and so on. So, uh, so, so actually, I come to this as a lover, first of all, mm. uh, which is why my, my work is very much uh, loved by uh, lovers and also as a very integrated practice as a sexual uh, healer, whatever the, the, the word is, um, sexual coach. Um, so yeah, this is how I got uh, got to this, and I'm still learning. To, uh, <laughs> we like to say that it's a never-ending path. Like we've been on this path for over 15 years, each one of us too. And it's like I still reach new levels, and I still discover new places. I don't think I'll ever come to a place where I'll be like, "Oh, that's it." And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And once again, we learn practice makes perfect. I did like that when you're like, hey, I may love a lot. Yeah, you don't just become a great lover from reading in the book. You, you get it like, okay, you get the theory, but then it's putting it into practice that makes the difference. Yeah, and not just, you know, not just a lot of sex, you know, because some people can have a lot of sex, but it's still, there's no growth in there. You know, mm-hmm. so me checking in with my lovers every time we make love and checking in while we're making love. Somebody once says, uh, uh, tantric sex is like normal sex. It's just much longer and you talk during. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Sounds like our sex. <laughs> I, I think it's a little bit more than that. <laughs> but this is actually a great segue into the next question I had, which was, you know, we have conversations with people, whether they're friends of ours or clients of ours, about tantric sex and about what it really means to have tantric sex or to make love in that sort of sacred way. And I can tell you that sometimes when we have these conversations, it looks like the people's heads are going to explode. They can't comprehend what we're even talking about. And so uh, I noticed in your book that you talk about uh, different levels of orgasms and, and that you also talk about the possibilities that sex can be. And so the question I have for you is, could you explain to our audience what is truly possible through lovemaking? Wow, what a beautiful question. So I use the word tantra a lot, but it means, you know, many things to many people. And it's not just sex, you know, but tantric sex specifically embraces literally embraces everything that, that you can possibly experience in life. So obviously pleasure that, that you wouldn't imagine, you wouldn't believe that is even possible. You know, you can both men and women be orgasming for hours and having different kinds of orgasms and not ejaculating and still having amazing orgasms and having every part of your body have pleasure. I once rubbed one of my client's teeth and she was orgasming for me, like scratching her teeth, you know, just, just show that all of your body is orgasmic. Mm-hmm. You know, so just on the level of pleasure, of like physical pleasure, it's, it's, it's not just stronger, it's not just longer, it's also like different. It's, it's, and every time is different. Um, then on the level of love and connection, first of all, to yourself, because like really good sex connects you to yourself and connects you to your partner. And, um, it's, and again, love is such a, such a general word that means so many things, but, but you really start to experience lovemaking as you don't know who is who and where your body starts and their body, uh, ends and, and literally there's a feeling of, of union. Um, then there's a feeling of sacredness and um, so that's union with the divine union with life you feel like everything is perfect the moment is perfect uh, and you can either be you know thumping and pumping and you know 
doing it more intensely or as I really, really recommend <clears throat> having slower sex, which doesn't mean that it's not orgasmic, it's much more orgasmic. And then that orgasm becomes spiritual union, becomes spiritual realization. And actually one of the practices in, in Tantra and you know, traditional tantric sex is actually going into meditation during orgasm. And you know, when orgasm lasts for hours, that's that's when it's possible. Um, and kind of like back to back to like the day-to-day, tantric sex is also something that doesn't end when you leave the bed the bedroom or the kitchen counter. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's something that stays with you throughout the day, even if you separate and you go to your jobs or, or whatever. It's like there's a spring in your step. There's a there's there's um there's confidence, there's um, energy, there's creative energy, there's you know the ability to do things and manifest things in the world. There's the ability to accept things in the world. It's, it's really much more than just sex. So mm-hmm. one of the things they say is sexuality is not just about sex. And when you're having the best sex of your life, your life is going to be better. Well put. This yeah. is awesome. And we were like, for all our listeners, like both Kevin and I are like nodding heads, we're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, this is exactly it. <laughs> well, from what we knew of AL's work before uh, we had him on the show here, I, I knew that he was going to answer that question in a way that we would be nodding our heads. In other words, that's really why I asked the question, because I think what you just told the audience is so important for people to understand. And we say it all the time, but... I, w- I really wanted somebody else other than just us to reaffirm that that really truly is the experience and that really truly is what's possible. Yeah. So in your, in your book, you talk about letting go of limitations. And so now that we know what's possible, let's kind of see what's in our own way. So we would love to hear more about how important it is to let go of limiting beliefs so that we can achieve our orgasmic potential. Yeah. So I work with the body, I work with energies and I work with the mind and the mind specifically for Western people um, is a very strong tool and it can also be a very strong limitation. So if you believe, you know, that as a man, you have to ejaculate every single time you have sex, that's a limiting belief. And you're not going to have deep experiences if you're addicted to ejaculation. Most men in the world are addicted to ejaculation. As a woman, if you believe that there's only one kind of orgasm, you're going to have only one kind of orgasm. Um, If you believe that sex is dirty, sex is a sin, uh, if you believe that you are... um, You had some sexual trauma. You might actually have had some sexual trauma but if you believe that means that you're not orgasmic and you'll never orgasm, that's a limiting belief. Mm-hmm. If you believe that you are 50 and thus, you know, you're not going to, mm-hmm. because you're menopausal or postmenopausal, you're not going to orgasm, that's a limiting belief. And all of those beliefs, by the way, are false. It's not, they're not just limiting. Um, so the first thing is to, is to understand that everything is possible. I, I literally heard from 80-year-old women that they became orgasmic. I, I, I heard from women who went through rape or multiple rape or multiple sexual abuses and they became orgasmic. You know, I heard from, from people who had complete transformations after practicing this, you know, so, so doesn't matter. And, and by the way, if you think that you've reached your orgasmic potential, I have some women telling me, it's like, oh, I can reach, I'm multi-orgasmic. I can reach, you know, seven orgasms in a row, you know, there's no problem. And I'm like, darling, you have no idea what's possible. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
That's what I love. You know, uh, Kevin and I, I think our sex keeps getting better over the years. And that's, I, I really feel that. And that's like, you know, each other's body more, you know, yourself more. And then you can dive in deeper. And we always, one of the things that I love about our lovemaking is Kevin has no expectations of how my pleasure should look like. I have no expectations, but I think sometimes it's easier for women to get there. And a lot of guys are like, I must make her calm or, or like must provide her pleasure. Um, and when that is being removed, so the fact that he shows up in the bedroom and allows me to just be exactly who I am in the moment, and he's not loving the, uh, let's say the, the super loud, women, vocal women, more than the super quiet, like, oh, I'm going into a meditative space more, you know, than the other. And it's, it really gives me permission to explore all the different facets of my pleasure and my personality and, and, and all the different, yeah, potential for orgasmic sensations. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to help our listeners since we do have both um, women and men in the audience, I wanted you to tell us more about the uh, difference between a woman's arousal and, and, and a man's arousal. So how different is a woman's arousal from a man's arousal? Yeah, great question and a, and a, and a big source of um, misunderstandings and, and um, yeah. So... A man's, uh, starting with the men because it's easier, um, men's arousal starts from their genitals and move outwards. And by the way, men is also, we can say, the masculine. And, you know, sometimes it will be, I would be more in the feminine, even though I'm a man. But, but generally, generalizing, a man's or the masculine arousal starts from his genitals and goes outwards, which means if I'm making out with a woman and a woman touches me all over my body, all over my body, all over my body, and she doesn't touch my cock, I'm like, hey, hello, my cock is here. It wants to be touched. <laughs> okay, as long as the woman is okay with that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, but, but, but you know, once she touches my cock, there's, there's kind of like, ah, okay, <sighs> finally, she knows, she knows like, this thing exists. And, and <laughs> you know, it's like if I go to like an erotic massage, you know, as early as possible, if she touches my cock, then you build energy in the cock, in the genitals, and then you spread it around. Obviously, if a man has, you know, premature ejaculation, there's like, there's slightly different then, but but generally with most men, it's it's like this. Uh, with the woman, it's it's exactly the opposite. And I ask you, Celine, obviously not with Kevin, but before him, um, <laughs> it ever happened to you that a man kissed you too early, too fast, touched your breasts too early, too fast, fingered you too early, too fast, tried to penetrate you before you're ready, ever happened to you? Of course, yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, any of you listening, you know, it might have happened to you as well that that men were usually getting to wherever they were going, you know, again, mouth, breasts, ass, vagina, penetration, all of this stuff too early, um, too strong, too fast, and usually it's like changing things all the time, and. This is why men touch women as if they were men. Okay. And by the way, everything that I'm saying, I'm not just, you know, have experience. I have experience because I've done all the mistakes. Okay. So, so I am programmed that when my cock is hard, I want to penetrate. When I'm aroused, I want to touch whatever it is that I'm looking at. Okay. The thing is that women are programmed or the feminine is programmed exactly the opposite of men. So with the woman, always go circular. Don't go straight to the mouth, but you know, hover around the mouth, be close to the mouth. 
um, instead of going straight to the breast, go around the breast, go in the chest and the shoulder and the upper belly. Um, instead of going to penetration, uh, touch it all around her ass, all around her hips, all around her thighs, and you know, go all around the entrance before you penetrate. So um, a man is aroused from the center outwards. A woman is aroused from the extremities of the body inwards, from up downwards. Okay, so that's you, you start with you know the face and the mouth, and then you go south. Um, so yeah, that's that's again generalizing. That's a difference uh, in arousal. Um, I used to say you know that um, also women go from soft to hard, and I I actually believe that men should receive this as well from soft to a little bit not not hard but more intense. Because I see many people touch with intensity, but without softness, without sensitivity, without subtlety. You know? So it's really important for both men and women to cultivate that softness and that feeling through the hands and through the body. Absolutely. See, I knew this was going to be a good interview. So in, in our online courses, we actually have a, a part that is all of the places you should touch on a woman before you get to her genitals. <laughs> so your answer was absolutely perfect. Nice. And and I love the whole thing about, you know, like imagining that you, you know, like your hands have eyes to see when you touch and, and that your cock is becoming this wand of light or this energy. And it's like you can start to feel through all these different body parts and it really takes the lovemaking to the next level. <laughs> and and your and your generally your life to the next level. You know, it's like I'm a dancer as well. That's That's one of the main things that I do actually in life. And I dance with a woman on the dance floor and I know exactly which muscles in her body are tight because I can feel everything without needing to see it, without needing to look at her body, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so once you develop these, these capacities, um, you become sensitive to people's movements, to people's sounds, to people's breath, to people's like everything. Um, I am yeah. so excited, y'all, that you hear and saying that. You know, when men come to see me, they all want to be like, teach me the buttons I need to press on a woman. And I'm yeah. always like, let me teach you first, you know, how to receive and listen to your body, sewing things down, learning about your body. And they go like, why do I need to learn about myself? I want to learn about her. And I'm like, once you feel yourself from the inside out, then you can, you literally feel the other person like within your mm-hmm. body. And so I love, I love that you're saying that because I'm like, yes, there's more of us teaching this because it's needed. Totally, totally. <laughs> and you know, the, the first button, the first button you need to press is, is, is chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing, the thing that I always like to try to say to men too, and I don't know, maybe I'm just kind of the, the weird one, but like so many one, men, they want to go straight for the breasts or straight for the vagina. And to me, that's like, it's like, you know, you, you've got a cake and you just go straight for one little piece of it when you've got, you've got, you know, uh, berries on it over here and icing on it over here. <laughs> like you've got all these things that you could potentially enjoy, all these flavors, all these tastes and things. And you just go for just one. Like, you know, when I'm really making love to a woman, I want to experience every part of that. Like I'm not, going through the motions, going, oh, touch her thigh because I know she wants me to touch her thigh. You know? Like I'm touching that thigh going, that is the most spectacular thigh 
I have ever touched. Oh, oh. <laughs> good, thing, good thing I'm wearing a, a short dress. Oh, yes, you are. I meant it too. I was looking at it. <laughs> I could feel it. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> yeah, so so exactly. And now can we can we look at the finger? Can we look at the hand? Can we look at the curve of, of the neck? Can we look at, you know, I, I, I get turned on by, you know, small scars that women have, or if they have like, whatever, it's like, they get self-conscious about, you know, the bellies after pregnancy and whatever. And I'm just, I'm just there like admiring that, that belly that, that created a few children or whatever, you know? So can we transfigure, can we see, the, the the divine, the attractive, the feminine, the 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 you know whatever you want to call it, and love every part of our, our bodies, by the way, and and our partners' bodies, both men and women, mm-hmm. you know, because when you do this, this is this is something that is arousing. When you look at somebody with with so much appreciation and so much love and so much, you know, it's like ah, and and you can enjoy, you know, with your with your eyes, and you can you can smell, you know, I smell women, you know, it's like you're making somebody <laughs> like. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no and i'm like you know don't take a shower before you come to see me you know i don't want you clean <laughs> I don't want to smell your deodorant even if it's made by virgin nuns in the amazon <laughs> <laughs> so okay i know i've been asking a lot of questions i'm gonna Please. ask one more question and then i'll let you because i am really excited about this one here i've been like since i read the book i'm like this is what i want to talk about Okay, I have to say you are probably, I think you are the first person that I have read about who really understand truly the female orgasm and the difference between an implosive orgasm versus an explosive orgasm. And so I really want you to tell us more about this implosive orgasm. And I might also share some of my experience, but please share your wisdom with us all. Yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of like proud and stuff that I'm, you know, the only one that you heard about that talk about this thing. And I'm also sad because, because there's so many people that, you know, study sexology and whatever, you know, go to university and medicine and whatever, and nobody knows about this stuff. Nobody talks about this stuff. Um, so generally speaking, there's two kinds of, two major kinds of orgasms, explosive and implosive. So, so I'll ask you, Celine, like, Back in the day, when you were receiving clitoral stimulation and you had a clitoral orgasm, um, your clit became hypersensitive? It might be an oddball because I think I taught myself very quickly yeah. how to do an implosive orgasm. Yeah, so coming, yeah. Okay, so for most <laughs> women... For most women, you know, what, what, you know, what I call a, a bad, good example. Or a good example. <laughs> um, so for most women, you know, if they have clitoral stimulation and they have a clitoral orgasm, um, their clit will become hypersensitive, kind mm-hmm. of like, don't touch me, you know, lay off my hands now, lay, lay your hands off my clit now. And I was very surprised as a young man discovering this because I would go down on a woman and she would orgasm and then she would push me away. And I would kind of like try to hold onto her pubes and kind of like stay there. <laughs> and she was like, no, no, like, like, it's too much. And, and by the way, men also have this after we ejac- after we ejaculate, sometimes during ejaculation, it's kind of like the head of the cock becomes hypersensitive. It's like, Urgh! it's kind of like it's it's pleasurable, but it's it's kind of like too sharp. The, the feeling is too sharp. Uh, so that's one thing. Um, it's kind of like there's pleasure, but the, the pleasure feels like an explosion that is followed by a very quick decline, kind of like a drop. So 
not just not not feeling satisfied it's it's kind of like a very shallow level of satisfaction and it's more like depleted and done and sometimes even energetically kind of like uh energy drop tiredness some women say that they're even feeling sad frustrated and angry uh kind of like this there was there was a build up towards something but then we didn't experience this um the orgasm feels more like my orgasm and it's usually focused on the clit sometimes they can be in you know like waves around the body but it's generally coming from the clit and it's 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 uh focused on that area um and some women can have a few of them some women can only have one and then they can't have one for i don't know minutes or hours or, or longer okay and that sounds similar to a man's orgasm which a man's sorry ejaculation ejaculatory orgasm which is also explosive okay so so it feels nice for like i don't know five seconds and um and then you lose your erection and it takes some time to build it up and once you get into your 30s and 40s it takes you know hours sometimes to build it up to to you know um to have a strong erection and to be able to come again so so this is the explosive orgasm and it's called explosive because the energy explodes and you lose the energy okay so that's explosive org- um, orgasm the other kind is implosive which means that first of all there's many different kinds of pleasure if the explosive one is generally like the same kind of same kind of orgasm with the implosive one there's a million different uh, kinds of orgasm which are possible it takes longer to to have an implosive orgasm okay so maybe you need a little bit more stimulation maybe you need to relax more also the, the explosive one comes from rubbing and intensity and pushing and friction um and the implosive one needs to be some kind of relaxation and and surrender in order to get there um the pleasure is stronger the pleasure is longer so it takes more time to build up but then you stay on that orgasmic um plateau for a while okay orgasmic state for a while and then when it dissipates it dissipates much slower and literally can the whole day you can still feel your whole body tingling um your whole body becomes orgasmic it's not just focused on the genitals the the the, the orgasm feels more like our orgasm it's engulfing both of you uh, you feel more connected to your body to your femininity to life to god to whatever you want to call that um it's very healing as well so the explosive one is actually if you do it too much it's actually depleting your energy um but the implosive one is actually healing for the body healing for the heart healing for the mind um it's more you can say emotional which is it brings up whatever it is that you've been hiding or suppressing okay which is why some people men and women would stop sometimes sex because sex becomes too emotional and they can't they don't allow themselves to express it um so yeah this is this is you know some of the differences between explosive and implosive well i i think that's actually a very good description but i'm also curious Celine from your perspective how you experience it so very similar to what eyal just was explaining but in my words um i definitely know the implosive orgasm the more i relax the bigger and i don't really have control and it takes over and my whole body will just kind of <laughs> get into these movements um that is just yeah it takes over um while the explosive it's like i'm making it happen um and definitely 
it, it's it's really like you know eating like fast food versus like a gourmet meal and and you're like well sure i'm fed with the explosive one but like half hour later i'm still hungry or like or like or you don't have all the nutrients that you really need um yeah. one thing too that i know for sure is is it, oh it's about the clitoris is actually how you can use your clitoris for me i always see it as a fire stoker not really as the thing i have to use all the time it ignites the energy gets it started and it's kind of like you know since the clitoris is not just the head it has the legs and it goes all the way inside the vagina you stroke it on top it, it ignites the fire and then everything inside is lit up and then it can start to move from this inside out and spread throughout the body <laughs> And something very important to say is that we're not saying that, you know, the clit is bad or, you know, clitoral orgasms are bad. I'm always asking myself, what is serving? What is empowering? What is holistic? What is harmonious to the body and to the energy system? Okay. So there's nothing, you know, bad about the clit. It's just let's use our body like a musical instrument. Let's use it like like a sacred tool. Let's, Let's use it like... Uh, yeah, something something magical. I like that uh, that uh, example, um, and it's really and it's really being aware of you know the clit has pleasure, but like you said, the clit goes all around the vagina. But it doesn't mean that you will have a clitoral orgasm because it feels totally different. So it's it feels really really different to stroke the the clitoris itself outside, and it feels really really different to. Um, bring some stimulation to the g-spot to bring some stimulation to any part of the body um so so you know people bring out you know an anatomy chart and say you know show this this uh, diagram it shows that the clit you know is all around the vagina i mean and that's true and what you said is true but also it's a different experience it feels different and i would say that if people need to have if women need to have clitoral stimulation in order to come uh, there's something to to look at because you know I talk with women over Skype sometimes and they orgasm, okay, and they're not rubbing their clit. <laughs> orgasm, comes, orgasm comes from relaxation. It comes from awareness. It comes from, like you said very beautifully, it doesn't come from pushing. Uh, or the very deep orgasms and the expansive orgasms doesn't don't come from pushing. It comes from relaxing and allowing the energy to move through you, mm-hmm. which is always my 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 suggestion for both men and women, it's like, learn, I'm not asking you to be completely passive. I'm saying relax so much that the energy can move your body and that I can move your body. Okay, and it's, again, the same thing with dancing. And, yeah, maybe another interview we can talk more about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, we did, like, like hours. <laughs> well, yeah, I love that. And, you know, from my perspective, when we're making love, I can very easily tell the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously the explosive, super easy to tell. That's usually when you're screaming. That's when they'll often be ejaculated. Like there's for, for guys out there who are listening and thinking, how do I know the difference? You know, the explosive orgasm, like that one, you know, that's pretty. Also, also, uh, sorry to uh, interrupt you, Kevin. Also, I feel it in my body. You know, I'm, you know, pretty, pretty good with controlling my ejaculation. And still when a woman, is giving herself, or I don't know, we're rubbing each other or whatever, and, and she has too much clitoral stimulation, I feel it in my cock. I oh, feel absolutely. that I'm getting too close to the point of no return. Uh-huh. And if a woman is having implosive orgasms, it's much actually easier to move the energy because the energy, well, because the energy is moving. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the next place I was going is that, so you, then the men might be thinking, well, how do I know if she's having an implosive orgasm? And I can actually feel the implosive orgasms as well. In fact, one day we were making love and I, I just said to her, I said, wow, I just felt like, like your vagina just opened up like huge and just swallowed me whole. That's kind of like the way, the way I yeah. described it. And I, I just, I felt like everything just expanded and just, I sunk into you. And it's like, we, we sort of merged and became one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, beautiful. And, beautiful. I know- and that's, you know, that's, that's a lovemaking technique. I, I, you know, I, I used the word technique with kind of like, you know, with air quotes, <laughs> which, which is, you know, people, you know, you know, come as soon try and all of these positions and sex toys, sex toys and whatever. But if you really allow yourself, your body to relax, there's some areas in the vagina, the vagina doesn't allow you to go through and, unless you're both relaxed. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that I, I try to penetrate, you know, and I, I move around, you know, a woman's vagina very, very, it's a combination of consciously and intuitively, you know, but there's some places that I feel that she's not, she's not letting me through. You know, and I need to like wait very patiently and go around and and be very relaxed in this. And then suddenly her body relaxes and I manage to go deeper into her, not by pounding and pushing, but just by just by being there. Mm-hmm. You know, and by suddenly the vagina goes like, okay. <laughs> and same thing with same thing with you know uh, deep throating, which is another very very beautiful uh, practice. Mm-hmm. You know, some women, some women, you know, they love it and they push my cock into the into their throat and actually it hurts my cock because my cock is extremely sensitive. Okay, and I tell them, you don't have to push. I mean, thank you very much for you know wanting to have me in your throat. Um, <laughs> because, you know, the women who are like really understand, they're not doing it for the men, they're doing it for themselves mm-hmm. because the pleasure is, is deeper and it's different than anything else. So, so you don't need to push anything. It's about arousing the throat, arousing the mouth to actually relax and receive the cock inside and then it slides in it, you don't have to push in and and this is the same with life you know and in, in my life i'm again i'm talking from experience i used to do all of this this, this stuff and i used to push and i used to stuff and and what i'm finding is by connecting more to the feminine connecting more to flow relaxing rather than trying to do everything is happening you know it's like my business is easier than than ever i'm making more money than ever i'm doing better work than ever i'm happy with my life than ever and and i've literally took my hands off the off the reins yeah and and just so you know where the where life is taking me and um and what's already going and where my heart tells me to go and so yeah, tantric sex uh, is related to eating, is related to creativity, is related to your mission in life, is related to your spiritual practice, is related to what you do in the world. They're all one. Mm-hmm. Indeed they are. Oh, this is beautiful. So I hope that all of you listening are inspired and tell our listeners um, where uh, they can find more about you and your work. and. Actually, maybe before that, one more question. What can they do? And let's say for the women listening, what's their first step that they can start to take today um, to start to explore further their orgasm? Great question. And I, I am very practical in my approach and my book and my programs and everything. So it's really nice that, that you ask a, a practical question. Um, 
start with yourself stop waiting both men and women stop waiting for you know the perfect lover or for your lover to you know learn the tricks or whatever so dedicate time if possible every day to self-pleasuring without going to those explosive orgasms which which means without ejaculation and for the women without clitoral orgasms uh, you can have a little bit of clitoral stimulation that's okay but not with a vibrator but with your fingers and or with a dildo and yeah try to get the dildo inside you and do it every day explore don't don't worry about having this kind of orgasm or that kind of orgasm you know but really explore your, your whole body obviously your breasts, your thighs, everything, and also your genitals. So see how you can connect with yourself, pleasure yourself, arouse yourself, heal yourself by yourself. And same thing for the men. Um, I can say that that I had women who are literally frigid came to me and they said, it's like they're frigid, they don't like sex, they don't enjoy sex, anything. And they did this practice. And after a month or six weeks, they became multi-orgasmic. I had 60-something-year-old women who didn't have sex for years with the same experience. I had, like I said, women who were raped, uh, women who were abused, women who went through mastectomy, women who went through um, um, removal of the cervix and the womb, you know, even without the womb, and they become, became multi-orgasmic. So this is the first practice. Um, so where can they learn all of that? I know because you, you, you explain it much more in your book. So definitely yeah. get the book, Orgasm Unleashed. Ah! <laughs> Oh wow! That's a <laughs> for those listening, we we pulled out the book uh, at and the same it. time. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> cool. So yeah, um, the book "Orgasm Unleashed: Your Guide to Pleasure, Healing, and Power." It's a real book. It's two hundred and sixty pages, um, and literally, you can use the practices in the book and practice one hour a day, and you can have enough practices for a year. Okay, um, so get the book on Amazon, get the book on uh, orgasmunleashed.com. Um, so that's one thing that, that you can do. There's uh, a program for men and couples and also for women who want to uh, share this with their men. Uh, the program is called Awakening Female Pleasure. And I actually show on a woman what I'm doing, how, you know, and a hug can become orgasmic before, you know, unit massage, before all of this stuff. Um, I explain a lot about female orgasm, how to make a woman feel safe and seen and appreciated, how to create a safe space, uh, communication, and then also actual massage, breast massage, um, whole body massage, vaginal massage, externally, internally, a little bit of healing. Um, but but get, it's not about the techniques, it's really about the approach. So uh, you can find more in awakeningfemalepleasure.com. Um, my website is intimatepower.com. That, that's intimate like intimacy, not like the internet. So <laughs> um, and um, yeah, there's also an ejaculation control program teaching men how to uh, not just last longer, but use the, the sexual energy to, to change their lives. Um, and yes, and f I work with very, very few people uh, in a year. Okay, so people who are already somewhere in life, already you know, have an ability to to do the things that I share with them, um, and are doing something to change the world. I'm very happy to work with this with these people. So yeah, you can reach out through the website as well. Awesome. And, uh, finally, I invite everybody who like you has a platform, has an audience, podcast, whatever that is, I'm very happy to share that th this information. Actually, 
the majority of my work these days is is sharing this through these platforms because because I like my work to be really easy and it's very easy for me to talk. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm very happy to uh, be a guest and I'm very happy with this interview. Thank you for for having me and yeah, relaying this information to to your audience and for the work uh, that you do, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Ayal. Yeah, thank you. It's wonderful having you here today. Well, I mean, we have just barely scratched the surface and I really wish we had more time, but we are actually over our time. So thank you so <laughs> well, much for being That's tantric sex, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Somebody, somebody uh, tells... Uh, you know, tell, tells a partner, you know, it's like uh, somebody tells his, her partner, his partner, um, let's have sex. And she says, but we only have two hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ayals, thank you so much for being on the show. You're very welcome. And we will see you all next week. Yes. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.